authority that God wants you to walk in is authority that this world does not understand, right? So when you walk in that kind of authority and someone comes against a holy vessel of God, they have just violated something. They have just violated God's righteous authority. It says, I do not pray for these alone. This is what Jesus prayed for all, of, all believers. Jesus prays. He prayed for us. Amen? And he still does. I do not pray for these alone, but also, he says, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Through their word. You're going to believe in him through your word. Through the word that you speak, you're going to believe in him. Let every eye be open right now. And let every ear be attentive right now. For there is a choice right now in the making. You can walk separate and set apart today as God's vessels, or you can walk in the same old, same old, and you will not receive what I'm referring to tonight. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that they, talking to the believers, praying for the believers, that they, believers in Christ, may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me. I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. Unity. Say unity in the spirit. I want to walk unified with the spirit of the living God. You want to walk unified with the spirit of the living God. Yes. Let hunger awaken right now. And let the fragrance of the king right now start to rise up in and through you. For, the, for God's his word, there's no limitation. And if he says, I want you to be one with me. In other words, he says, this is what I've already purchased. This is what was purchased by my blood. This is already available. And this is what I want for you. Amen. But you must come into agreement because I will not force you. Like in reality... God says, I already have you walking one. That's how I see it. That's how he, that, that's how God says, I see it because it's done. It is done. But not every person will have the awareness of how it's walked out. Amen. And if they don't have the awareness of how it's walked out, they won't walk it out. And then miss out. But you are actually one with Christ. You are actually seated with him in the heavenly places. You actually are seated in a seat of, of kingdom authority. You're seated in kingdom authority. You're seated in a seat of power, a position of power. What are you doing with the power of God? What are you doing with the authority of God? And what are you doing with his glorious presence day by day, moment by moment? Because Moses understood something. And he said, I won't go unless your glory goes with me. But I want to know you more. But he stayed focused on the king of kings, the God of glory. And we must stay focused on the king of kings and the God of glory. For if you think for one minute you've experienced all that there is or you've understood all that there is, mm -mm, you have not. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, I want you to turn there. 
Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. Because, you know, some people just think, oh, you my quiet time with the Lord is so wonderful. It's so glorious. And I pray 16 hours a day, and I read the New Testament every week. And I've done it for 12 years. I'm, just, I'm hypothetical, obviously. I'm being funny. Some people will tell you all of this about their spiritual walk. If that were to be true, every word that was to come out of their mouth would be like the words of God himself. And every word that was to come out of their mouth, people would be saved. People falling on their faces. The anointing of God will speak and there's a tension because there's an authority that's very clearly present. If that were true, if that's the kind of walk, if that were true, we would see a whole lot more fruit. Church of God, here's what I'm telling you. Do you want to walk in a greater level of authority? And I know you're all going to say yes. You all want to walk in a greater level of, of intimacy, greater level of understanding who he is. Don't you want to know God? Like, don't you really want to know him like you know your husband or your, or your wife or your best friend? Don't you want to know him? I want to know him more. I'm not satisfied. I don't consider myself as has arrived just because I'm standing here. I want to know him more. Day by day, I want to know. I want to know what pleases him. I want to know what displeases him. And of course, we've got the word of God that tells us that. But we also have this thing called life. And we have sometimes this thing where we can, we can ask him specifically details. Details. I want to know him more. If you want to walk in an increasing love affair with Jesus, how is your walk towards one another? Because in 1 Corinthians 13, we're given a description of what love truly is. And we cannot love one another, we cannot love God truly, correctly, unless we're actually doing it his way. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 1, or verse 1 in 1 Corinthians 13. And you've got it up there. Glory to God. I want to read it from the word here. And it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love. I've become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. Say, the love of God is in me. The love of God is in me. Say, the love of God is in me. Say it again. The love of God is in me. Say, the love of God in me is increasing. The love of God in me is increasing. Do you think I just have you guys say these things because I need to hear someone talk in this room? Oh, no, not at all. I'm 100% Sicilian. I have no problem talking and talking and talking. I have no problem just going ahead and talking because I know what God has called me to do. I'm supposed to preach the word. I have no problem. But I call you guys to do this for your sake. Because when you hear yourself say, the love of God is in me, the love of God in me is increasing. There's something that shifts in you. There's something that happens. There's a realization. Your words have been spoken, and those words, which is creative power, have already they've just gone out into that atmosphere, and you heard yourself say it. Amen. So there's power in that. Though I speak with 
with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith so that I could move mountains, you can remove those mountains, but if I, have no, if I don't have love, I'm not anything at all. The Bible says I'm nothing. Amen. That's a big, that's, I'm, I'm grateful you guys are saying amen. amen. But at the same time, I also hope you guys are saying, Lord, show me where I lack love. Yes. Show me where I lack love. Because no one has the, the corner market on perfection except for Jesus. Amen. And though I bestow all my goods to the poor, I feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, but if I don't have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. In other words, it suffers long. It's kind. It does not envy. See, we should be reading this list periodically to kind of see, Lord, where do I, what do I need to work on? Show me, Lord God, because you get to set yourself apart. You, you get to do this. You go out when God says, I'm set apart, but you have nothing to do with it. Oh, no. There is faith with actions is what God is saying. Faith, faith with works, right? Love suffers long is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself. It's not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it's not provoked, thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, Amen. but it rejoices in truth. Amen. It bears all things. Yeah. It believes all things. Yeah. It hopes all things. Endures all things. Yeah. Love never fails. Yeah. Love never fails. Which means you will never fail when you learn to operate in the love of God towards one another not only will you never fail when you learn to operate in the love of God, but also you're going to see the favor of God in your life more and more. You're going to see that when you have a kind word, even though that, you know, that person was instigating and trying to get you to say something in your flesh or act in your flesh or even leave and having this negative feeling in your flesh, but instead you said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. Do you pray that? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. They don't understand. This is so important. I spoke on this just so briefly in the previous, um, uh, previously, I spoke on this briefly, but I do want to share something with you all. Not everyone's going to like you, and I know you know that. Not everyone's going to agree with you. You're a believer. You're a Christian. So, and, but you know what? But the thing is, is that I'm talking about in the church. Okay? I'm not talking about the world. That's, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. In the world, of course they're not going to like you. They didn't like Jesus, right? But in the church, in, in amongst your brothers and sisters, in the Lord, you're going to have confrontation. You're going to have friction. Jesus had it too. It was the rulers in the synagogues. They were always in that synagogue, always trying to question, always trying to undermine him, always trying to trap him. But, so you're in good company. Yes, we are in good company, but we have to act like Jesus acted. We have to, be, we have to model Christ-like behavior, no matter what's being spoken against you. I should keep a list. If I would have kept a list, which I don't, because the Bible tells us not to keep records of wrong. But so if I was to have kept a list, it'd be kind of funny as to how long it would be by now as to how many people are coming against me, as to how many people say things and just, you know, have these preconceived thoughts and judgments. I mean, the last two that I heard last night, I'm not going to repeat, but um, it, it, it's so, so far out. 
like it was like the sin that I was being accused of. Like if I was to say, you guys all start laughing. I did. I said, what? Wow. We are just really making some havoc in the kingdom of hell because the hounds of hell are just like, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. But in reality, for the person that said it, Yes, my heart was grieved for that person because I thought, you know what, here's the problem. So I prayed for the person, of course. I gave it to the Lord, of course. What I had to give it to the Lord? Not for my sake. Not because I'm worried about anything. Because honestly, I know my weight in the spirit. Somebody tries to pray against me, I just kind of look at them like, okay, and? Like honestly, this is not a prideful, this is authority, and I know my weight in the spirit. I know that if somebody's going to try to come against me with their prayers, I'm sorry, but it's just not going to budge because I know who I am in Christ. And I want you to know that too for yourselves. The reason that I'm saying this is because I want you to know who you are in the spiritual realm. I want you to see what not only what God sees over you, but what the enemy sees too. And he's threatened of you when you walk rightly before God, not when you're walking in compromise. When you're walking in compromise, guess what? Those words can hurt. Those words do penetrate. There is no curse without a curse. Yes. Is there a cause yes. in your life? There shouldn't be. A cause means there's an open door. There's no curse without a cause. A cause means that you, there's an, an opportunity for the enemy to take advantage because there's sin or there's something in your life that you are doing knowingly or unknowingly, and so there's no curse without a cause. In other words, if you make sure you walk right before God, there's no curse that can affect you. You're walking in the blessing. You're not walking under a curse. So, right? Amen? So we got that part established, right? So when you know that you're walking holy, hard, wholeheartedly before the Lord, and then you've got things that people say and speak against you, you know what? Don't let it get you afraid or, or upset. Don't take the bait and get angry. Realize this is a good day. This is actually a really good day. They said all manner of evil against Jesus and he was the son of God right they killed him but he couldn't stay dead he rose again so even if they try to say things against you which they will you're going to walk in the high calling of God and you're going to recognize something pray for them why why the things that were said that I heard about yesterday just last night pretty wicked pretty cruel and very specific well I you know I said Lord I released this person of all of the of the judgment not my judgment. I have none towards them. But when you come against God's anointed, you have come against God's set-apart one. Miriam received leprosy. Her life was cut short. Do you think God has changed? God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, he does not change. Don't give me this, we serve a God of mercy. He's not a God that, you know, he's still a God of justice. He's still a righteous judge. And so I prayed, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they're saying. And Father, I forgive them. And I ask for any judgments against them, not for me, any judgments against them to be removed and give them a second chance. Soften their hearts, God. 
See, you've got to understand the spiritual realm. We're talking about we want to live in the glory realm of God. People didn't understand it. They're going to mock you and ridicule you, but you can't fall into the trap and then therefore forfeit your own walk. I said something there. I hope you heard it. You heard it. People go, oh, I'm not going to fall in this. I'm not going to fall in that. What about what I just got done saying? You're walking in the glory realm of God and then every accusation, everything that comes against you, don't you think that's another tactic of the enemy is trying to wear you down, trying to wear you thin? Yeah, of course. But instead, recognize something. The authority that God wants you to walk in is authority that this world does not understand, right? So when you walk in that kind of authority and someone comes against a holy vessel of God, they have just violated something. They have just violated God's righteous authority. You've got to think in these terms. Someone does you wrong, you're walking rightfully with God. They've just violated God's righteous authority. Do you not think that God is not going to make sure he evens out that score? Do you not think for one minute that God is not going to make sure that that thing turns for the good for those who love him? Those who are called according to his purposes? Of course so. Of course. Of course. So we're going to walk in a greater level of intimacy with Jesus we're going to walk with an understanding that, like Moses said, I want to know you more. But that comes with a price tag. Ridicule and mockery and all this mocking spirits, you know, judgments, false. I mean, talk about lies. But you can't fall into that trap. You've got to say, Lord, I'm single focused. Lord, I thank you. Jesus was without reputation. You didn't care about his reputation, and you should not either. You just got to continue to move forward in what God's called you us to do as one. We are to walk as one. Now let's, let's turn to Exodus chapter 40. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you for your word, Father. Amen. It's powerful. And in, in Exodus 40, verse 34 and verse 35, it says, then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, who wants to fill this temple, this place where we worship. The glory of the Lord, who wants to fill your temple. You are temples of the Most High God. Your temples of the Most High God. And what you should be filled with every day is the radiance of our kingdom. What you should be filled with is God's presence, God's anointing, and God's power. What we, as vessels of all God's honor and glory, should be filled with is him to the uttermost. Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Father, that's the kind of walk that we want. That's the kind of walk that we want. When you go to 1 Kings 8, 11, Maybe we can go to 1 Kings 8, 11. So that the priests could not continue ministering. I'm wanting to show you that this is in different places in the word of God. So that the priests could not continue to minister. They were not able to minister because the cloud, the cloud of glory. For the Lord filled the house of the Lord. God filled. Say, God filled my house. I'm filled with God's glory. If I'm filled with God's glory, I won't be consumed with man's ways. He won't. What was said last night, what I heard about last night, 
anybody else, they, you know, if they weren't healed, it wouldn't have gone so well. But if that's just a trap. That's just a trap. Watch what you hear. It's not just a trap for me, it's a trap for you. The enemy tries to trap his people, well, God's people. It's not just a trap that the enemy was trying to set for me, it's a trap he's trying to set for you. What does the enemy do? Brings me discord, brings a question, brings that little lie and hoping you'll believe it. It's got a little bit of truth too. Well, the person that says it is saying it so genuinely and so sweetly that they certainly couldn't be the one. Church, we've got to grow up. You've got to have discernment. Increase the level of discernment. Increase the level of discernment in my life, God, in our lives. Lord God, we need discernment. We need more discernment, not less. Give us more discernment. So if we're vessels fit to tabernacle with Christ, I really want you to hear the words because I believe words like are important, of course, but choice words are really important for you to have that word picture to walk truly different. Vessels fit to tabernacle with Christ. And that's who we are. Vessels fit. If it's not fitting, if it's not working, it's not on God's end. That The problem is not on his end. If it's not fitting, if you're not recognizing, wow, I feel his glory. Not just at church. Wow, I feel his power. Not just when I'm receiving prayer. But I know every moment of every day I just stop. Lord, cause me to put me in the remembrance. But I'll stop. And I say, fill me, spirit of the living God, to the overflow. To feel your power. To feel your presence. That I would walk as one that is sold out. And the more that we do this, the more that we become transformed by the renewing of our mind as we set our mind on the word of God. And we set our spirit on the truth of who he is in his word, right? And so vessels, we are vessels, fit. You're a vessel that's fit. You've been perfectly made a tabernacle to tabernacle with Christ. To honor God and to honor one another. Let's go to Colossians 3, 2 through 10. Because if you think you don't need to hear this, Think again. You do. We need to hear this repeatedly. Col Colossians 3, and, and yeah, starting in verse 2, we're going to go a little bit here. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. What is the enemy always trying to do? He's trying to set your mind on things of the earth. The enemy is trying to trap you. Did they say that really? Did they really say that? Are you kidding? How could they have said that about you? Wow. Get, stop allowing the enemy to set your mind on the things of the earth. It's a trap. Not just for you, but it's a trap for those that are around you. The Bible says, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know what? If somebody is dead... They're not going to feel the effects of man's sting. You won't feel the effects of man's sting if you're dead. In that area, like the soul, the, the flesh needs to be dead. When we feel the sting, we know that we in the, that area right there, we need to bring it to God. And we all have those areas. We need to bring it to the Lord. Lord, that stung a little bit. I need to bring that to you. 
That's the area that you still need healing in. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. People read this verse and they think, one day. Like, when, when he comes back, when, when there is that new world, when, when Jesus comes back, we're going to be one with him in glory. No, it's now. It is now. God says, I want to fill you right now with the fullness of who I am. Let's go back to verse 4, please. When Christ, who is our life, he's not just, he, he shouldn't be just a portion of your life. If you're going to walk in greater glory, the greater glory that God has already prepared, he says, the greater days or the latter days. If you're going to walk in that greater glory, when Christ, who is our life, when he appears, he should be appearing right now in our lives. Like it should be apparent. I hope you see Jesus on me and in me. And, and we want to be able to see Jesus within one another. We want to see the kindness of the Lord, the love of God. But we also want to see the authority... We also want to see the understanding of not everything goes. There is order in the kingdom. There are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. And there's the right way to take care of that. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Say, Father, I want you to be glorified in and through me. Here and now. Here and now. Father, glorify yourself through me. Here and now. Now let's go ahead and go to the next verse on that. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. And then it goes and it starts to list sin, ways of man, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Didn't say the world. Sons of disobedience. In which you yourselves once walked in when you lived in them. We don't want to live in these, people. We don't want to live in these. Amen. But now, you yourselves are to put off. Who's supposed to do it? We are. Now, you yourselves are to put off off all these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, uh, filthy language out of your mouth. We're to put them off. Put them off. Say, I'm going to choose Christ today and I'm putting off the ways of the world, which is the ways of man. Let's go to the next one. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So don't try to be acting. Don't be manipulating one another. Don't be acting like one way, but then turning around and saying something else. Do you really think God doesn't see? Do you really think God doesn't see? Do you really think that he's going to, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just favor this person when you're walking in manipulation? You're acting one way in, in front of the person, but behind them you're, mm-mm, mm-mm. Put on the new man. We had to put on the new man. 
Church of God, every single one of us, day by day, put on the new man who is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we put on that new man. We put on the man of God. We put on Christ Jesus. And when I put on Christ Jesus day by day, it's a choice. As I do this, I recognize that it's the power of the Holy Spirit in me that I can choose, right? And it's the power of the Holy Spirit in me that wants to be displayed in greater glory. So how do I? What is one of the prerequisites of walking in the glory of God? My devotion to him. My walk in knowing who he is. Is your devotion fully set apart on him? It has to be church of God. Amen. The power to do everything that I've spoken of today is found in Christ. Colossians 2.9. Colossians 2.9. That's the power to do this. In Christ, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and you have been made complete in Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Let's, let's keep that scripture up right there, Colossians 2.9. For in, in, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead in Christ. And if he's in you, the fullness of God's power, the fullness of God's deity is in you. That means you can walk surrendered. You can, and you should. You should. Spirit of the living God, I thank you right now for revelation knowledge to each and every one of them. Lord, may the world's slime come off of them right now, for when truth comes, lie doesn't even stand a chance. Father, I thank you, even as you said in your word, that we're to eat of every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And so right now, we eat of every word. We take that word in, and I thank you, it's nourishment. It's nourishment to our body by the power of God, the, the, the spectacular power, the majestic power of God. We can do all things. I decree that you are set apart, you are set apart, and you're, you're consecrated for him, for him, to do great, valiant things. Don't let anything rob you of that glorious realm. Oh, he's right here, right now, ever-present help. He is right here, Susan, for you, right now. Lola, for you, right here, right now. He is for us. Right here, right now, receive it. Don't let one moment go by without receiving the power of God's presence. For God wants to renew you. He wants to strengthen you. And if there's areas that you go, wow, this message ministered to me, and I know there are certain areas I need to really be mindful of, then be mindful of them. We don't want not one person to be left behind I'm telling you where we're going as a church, as a body. And I've been saying this for many months now. God is cleaning up the church. I've said this for many, many months now. He is cleaning up the church. That shouldn't scare you into, the, in, into a place of going, oh my gosh, what about me? No, if anything, it should bring you on your face and say, Father, all I want is to please you. Show me any way that is mixture. Any way of mixture or compromise, I don't want it. Show me, awaken me to the things that are maybe familiar. You know, the areas that people fall in typically are, are areas of familiarity. Familiar spirits, they're familiar. They don't recognize it. So therefore, they continue to do the same old, same old. Because it's familiar. They're not aware. Sometimes they're not aware. Right? 
So Father, show us that we wouldn't fall in those areas. But I'm, I've been saying it for months because I've really been believing that the Lord has been saying the, the, the glory realm of God that we're going. We're going in as a body, like all of us, that we're going in as a body of Christ is so precious and so beautiful. And God says, oh, you cannot have mixture. You cannot have stain. You cannot have, you can't have your hand in one thing in the world and compromise and then think you're going to come and you're going to enjoy the glory of God. Did everyone go into the Holy of Holies or did some say, stay at the outer court and just watched? And just watched and wished they could have gone in, but they watched. Some of them were too afraid to go in. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. That's not the relationship that we have with Jesus. He says, I want you to come in. The veil's already been torn into. The veil's already been torn into. But he wants you to come in through holiness. He wants you to come in through a yielded life. He wants you to come in through a full surrendered life that says, Lord God, day by day, moment by moment, I want to surrender anything I need to, and I want to walk with Christ. Holy. Every day our walk should be stronger. Every day our walk should be, it should be evident that we're growing in Christ. So no one's hit perfection except for Jesus, but every day there should be, there, it should, it, you should see the increase. You should see improvement. You should see. You should start tell as you look past in your life, you look, you know, weeks, months, you should go, wow, thank you, Father. I'm not the same person that I used to be. I don't have the same desires. I don't respond the same way. I know many of you have told me your story. And you say, I have grown so much since coming here. I have grown so much. Like, I am not the same person since coming here. I'm grateful that I hear those stories because it does bless me. Of course it does. Of course it does. It encourages me, of course. But I know it's, it's just God. It's all God. It's everything that I can give you is what he's shown me. And I'm still a work in progress too. We're all works in progress. We're all moving forward. That's the goal in Christ, right? Mm -hmm.